It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brennan Scott again with Locked On Wizards. Today we have special guest Joe Malinax with Locked On Grizzlies. We're going to talk about how Tyus Jones fits in Washington, D.C. And with the trade bringing Tyus Jones to D.C. and Marcus Smart to Memphis, who wins that trade next on Locked On Wizards? You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today we have special guest Joe Malinax with Locked On Grizzlies. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I I claimed the Wizards first before I claimed the Grizzlies. I was born in Manassas, Virginia, up there in Prince William County and lived there a majority of my life. I'm in Richmond now, so I don't think that uh, the D.C. folks claim the uh, Richmond area as the DMV, Uh, but I'm an original DMV, born and bred. You don't get those very much now. Nowadays in Northern Virginia, lots of transient folks, but uh, happy to be with you and happy to talk about somebody in Tyus Jones that I think really deserves the opportunity he's about to get. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm from Leesburg, Virginia, Lowen County, so I'm oh. right there with you. Um, I actually live in uh, Winchester. I don't know if you're familiar with the Shenandoah Valley. I, I am very familiar. My grandparents lived in Luray for about 30 years, so oh, right yeah. there and right near, uh, near the Lazy River, so very familiar with that area. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, again, appreciate you coming on. Uh, so we're going to dive right in. Tyus Jones uh, traded to the Washington Wizards. Uh, we, he is slotted to be the starting point guard for uh, a rebuilding team. Um, so looking at some of the deficiencies that the Wizards had last year, which was defense, three-point shooting, and overall just aggressiveness. And from the point guard position, the struggles that we had, which was, uh, you know, obviously we had Monte Morris as our starting point guard, but mm-hmm. we need a point guard who can, one, drive the lane, class defenses, and really utilize shooters on the outside. So um, what can we expect from Tyus on the offensive and defensive end? And what is his ceiling and floor as the starting point guard for the Washington Wizards? I think his ceiling is that he could play at a not quite all-star level, but the tier below that. 
I think he really is capable of that. And one of the things to understand about Tyus Jones is that he was a better starter in Memphis than he was as a reserve this past season. People like to call Tyus the best backup point guard in the NBA. That's not entirely true. He was the best substitute teacher in the NBA. When John Morant wasn't there, he started, scored 15 or 16 points a game really well in or did really well in terms of percentages. He was an efficient guy who could create off the dribble, dish out to shooters like Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., like you just alluded to, obviously have Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole in Washington. So some similarities there in terms of the types of talent that are going to be next to him, offensively at least. Uh, I think that the main issue was he was never going to start in front of John Morant, and when he was the backup to John Morant, he was not nearly as effective. His numbers hit the tank, especially percentage-wise. He was always, regardless of whether or not he started or was a reserve, one of the best, if not the best in the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. He's led in that category the last five seasons, obviously the last four of which have come in Memphis with the Grizzlies. He is going to help you a lot in terms of that dribble penetration you were talking about. He has a really strong floater that opposing defenses have to respect. He shoots in the mid-30s as a three-point shooter, so just good enough that you can't leave him alone. He will knock down those shots. He's called Tyus Stones for a reason. He doesn't shy away from the moment. He'll be a leader both on and off the floor for your team. And after playing in the Grizzlies' defensive system the last four years, he's become much more adept at attacking passing lanes, creating deflections and steals. He is better in that area than he was a few years ago. So he's very much just a point guard. One of the reasons he's no longer in Memphis is he can't really play next to John Morant. So I wouldn't expect him to do too much alongside other similar build guys. But bigger guards, bigger wings that can play the two and the three, he can play next to those guys, and he will be a solid creator of offense for himself but most importantly for others, while not making the mistake of a costly turnover in a moment that you can't afford it. I'm very intrigued by Tyus Jones, man. I'm going to tell you why, because like you said, he's kind of a, a sleeper at point guard. You know, playing behind draw kind of brings down your value mm -hmm. as far as starting. But, um, you know, if you look at our roster right now, we are in, you know, year one in the rebuild, but we have very intriguing options, especially, you know, Jordan Poole. And, you know, he's a microwave scorer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kyle Kuzma can score. You know, you have uh, shooters like, Corey Kispert out there who can who can flat out shoot the three-point shot. So we desperately need a field general. We need a guy who's going to be pass first, has that vision. And, you know, just looking at Tate, studying uh, Tyus and looking at his game, man, I think, you know, like, it's, like I said, we're a rebuilding team, but we're a very intriguing rebuilding team because we have a lot of talent as far as, you know, score-wise. You know, like I said, Kispert, Kuzma. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of potential. This is not going to – this is not a scrub team. They're going to be fun to watch. You know, just so, you know, who said rebuilds can't be fun to watch, but one of my hot takes going into next season is that the Wizards will make the play. in. I, I think that highly of Tyus Jones for a lot of the reasons that you just alluded to. The Wizards have more offensive firepower than the Grizzlies did, at least in terms of when you combine the three names you just listed, Poole, Kuzma, Kispert. Memphis had Bain. Memphis had Jaron Jackson Jr. But then after that, it was Dylan Brooks. And while Dylan Brooks is worth, in my opinion, the deal that he just signed with the Rockets because of his defensive play, because of what he brings in terms of the mentality and toughness to any team that he plays for, he had his worst offensive season of his career last season. So I think that he is going into an even better offensive situation. Now, defensively, I think is a fair thing to question and be concerned about. It'll be interesting to see how the Wizards address that. But especially in the Eastern Conference, where you'll still have some teams like Detroit, Orlando, 
that are trying to find their footing and those sorts of things. It wouldn't surprise me if the Wizards snuck in as the 10 seed into that play-in tournament. Okay, that's intriguing. Play-in, okay. I, I, I think that highly of <laughs> Tyus Jones. I think he's going to open up a lot of opportunities for those guys. Wow, that says a lot, man. I mean, like I said, we're year one in the rebuild, but here's the thing, you know, because, you know, fans in D.C., we, we don't know how to feel because we've gone through so many different eras where right. we've had teams under Gilbert Arenas that were competitive, but then just couldn't get us to a certain point. You know, same thing mm-hmm. with John Wire, and then the Bradley Bell era was just a disaster. But so, you know, a lot of people have wanted a rebuild, but who says rebuilds need to take a long time? I mean, we have talent on this roster. So, you know, like I said, I'm very, very intrigued by Ties. I think he's going to be that answer at point guard. You know, now that's the next question leading up. Do you see him, as far as looking at the construction of the Wizards roster, do you see him as a long-term solution at point guard? Or do you, is it kind of like, you know, put him out there for a year, see how he does? You know, how do you, how do you look at it? Well, and just a quick rehash on the last point. The Grizzlies were in the middle of a rebuild, right? They took John Morant number two overall, and then they made the play-in. Surprisingly, there in the the original play-in, the Memphis Grizzlies played the Portland Trailblazers there in the bubble. So that was John Morant's rookie season, and Tyus Jones was a member of that team. So I'm telling you, I, I don't know. Just because it's a rebuild doesn't mean that you can't compete, and I think Washington might be the next Memphis in that way. The Grizzlies have been rebuilding this whole time. The first non-rebuilding thing that they did was trade for Marcus Smart, which I know we'll talk about more in a little bit. Uh, As far as your question about long-term with Tyus, I think he should be. One, because he's going to be cheap, right? You're going to be spending a lot of money on Jordan Poole. You're going to be spending a lot of money on Kyle Kuzma. Cheap is a relative term. Think what Dylan Brooks just signed there in Houston. Four years, $80 million. That's probably what it'll take to keep Tyus Jones And since that's not a max contract, you can obviously structure it where it's a descending deal. Maybe it starts at 22 and works its way down, whatever the math would have to be in terms of the new CBA for that. But I think that there's opportunity for you to keep Tyus around, give him a permanent spot in that starting lineup. And again, with the salary cap about to explode in the next couple of years with the new TV deal, that money sounds ridiculous right now, but he's making 14 million this coming season. So it's a raise for him. It's not outlandish moving forward. I mean, the mid-level exception is about $12 million this season, and it's only going to keep going up. So if I were Washington, and I knew that I had Jordan Poole, and I knew that I had Kyle Kuzma, and I knew I had Kispert, and I knew that I was going to keep building around those guys with the assets that I had in place, you don't need a score first point guard. You don't need a John Morant, given what Washington currently has. You need things like a, a big, I don't know if Daniel Gafford's your long-term answer there. answer there. You need things like that. But you don't necessarily need someone at the point who would go and find their shot first. You've got a first and second option in Poole and Kuzma. So that would mean that you're now in a a space where you can have Tyus be that floor general, as you mentioned earlier, be a creator of offense for his teammates, find enough offense for himself that he has to be respected. And I think, like I said, if Dylan Brooks can get that kind of deal, I think Tyus Jones can too. And the Wizards can structure it in a way for a rebuilding team that it makes sense. Very intriguing answers, man. You know, I, I like what I hear because, you know, <laughs> like like we both said, this is a very intriguing team. You know, they, they finally hit the reset button, finally got, you know, traded Bradley Bill, got some value for KP, you know, but they, they're not a bad team. You know, Kyle Kuzma utilizes the size and there's a lot of intriguing young guys. You know, Johnny mm-hmm. Davis still up and coming, but this is a very, very intriguing young team because there's sure. a lot of potential, especially, you know, 
the fact that we brought in Bilal Kulabali in the draft. So, you know, I think the Tyus, man, you definitely have to see what his fit is long-term because even looking at the draft next year, it's a forward-heavy draft. So, I mean, I know you have Isaiah Collier and you have DJ Wagner, but then, you know, you don't necessarily have to really reach in this next upcoming draft because you have a guy who's more than capable of being that starting point guard going into the future. So we're going to talk about the trade bringing him to D.C., but next, um, today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Sometimes, oh, hit me that. Oh, there we go. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And thank you for making Locked Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is Saturday is the first official summer league game for the Wizards. So um, it is actually at, I believe, 8 o'clock. So definitely tune in after that. We are going to um, recap the summer league game and see how these young guys did. So uh, getting back into it, looking at the trade that sent Tyus Jones to the 202, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, and KP to the Celtics. Um, what do you grade this trade? And who do you think in the short-term wins and who do you think in the long-term wins this trade? I think it's important to understand that there doesn't always, and you've probably talked about this before, there doesn't always have to be a winner and a loser, right? Like I think all three of these teams got what they wanted, if that makes sense. I think that if you measure it by asset accumulation, it's hard to not say Boston lost, right? I think it's pretty clear that Boston got, you know, you can make an argument Washington should have gotten the two first round picks from Memphis, yeah. not uh, not Boston. So I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this that'll disagree with me and say uh, Washington should have won, but Boston did because they got Porzingis, who was an all star caliber player last year, as I know you know, uh, following the Wizards. Uh, obviously, him going to Boston plus those two firsts that that's a major win for them in a variety of ways. But that doesn't mean Washington lost. I think that highly of Tyus Jones, and I think that he's exactly what they need. Again, you mentioned rebuilding earlier. I can't stress enough, until this trade, this was the first time in the John Morant era that the Memphis Grizzlies made a trade where they sent out first-round picks. So they're four years into this, and they were a rebuilding team that was not investing future assets to try to win now. 
The closest they came to that was at this past trade deadline where they acquired Luke Kennard for, get this, Danny Green, who barely played because of his knee injury, and a couple of second-round picks. That's the most Memphis had given up to acquire something that didn't result in another young asset, like them trading up in the draft or something like that. So why do I say all that? Tyus Jones coming in provides a presence and an experience that, hey, I did this before. Don't be surprised if you hear around media day in the fall, him talking about, I'm just came from the Memphis Grizzlies where, you know, we were one of the youngest teams in the NBA and we made the play in both years. And then we made the playoffs. We made the second round of the Western conference playoffs in my third year there. I'm not sure he's going to buy into this rebuilding mantra. And he has a track record that suggests that he can bring a level of success to that process. So I, I, again, would have been cool to get first round picks, but you got a guy who is going to excel as a starting point guard. He's always seen himself as that. Now he gets a chance to truly be it. From a Memphis perspective, I mentioned earlier in the show, Tyus Jones couldn't play next to John Morant. You know who can play next to John Morant? Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart can. And you know, we mentioned Dylan Brooks earlier in the show as well. That second team, all NBA defense guy. The Grizzlies needed an elite on-ball defender. Guess what Marcus Smart is? He is an elite on-ball defender. So two birds with one stone, you replace both Dylan Brooks and Tyus Jones with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is also under contract for the next three years. So we don't have to talk extension with Marcus Smart. He is going to be in the mix moving forward. They gave up pick number 25 in this draft and the Warriors first round pick next year, which is probably going to be in the 20s since they're running it back, it would appear, uh, with all the signings they've done trading for Chris Paul. So Memphis gets a veteran presence, a guy that John Morant can look up to, because as crazy as that sounds to say in the NBA, these guys are all grown men and professionals. John Morant needs some mentorship. So between Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose, who was John Morant before John Morant was, there is a lot of opportunity for him to learn and grow from some pretty successful mentors. There are few people in the NBA that are as committed to helping their community as Marcus Smart. And I really believe that he's going to be a mature, growth-centered, focused guy that, again, most importantly, when compared to Tyus Jones, can be an on-ball defender against various types of players from stretch fours to point guards and everything in between. And he also can run that point while playing next to John Morant at the same time. That matters a lot. A lot of more versatility in Marcus Smart than there is with Tyus Jones. So I'd say all three of them won to varying degrees. Again, if you're basing it solely on assets and the quality of player, Boston won. Washington doesn't need Christoph Persingas anymore. They needed that point guard. They won when they get Tyus Jones. And then the Grizzlies needed maturity and more versatility in terms of that backup point guard combo guard situation. They got it with Marcus Smart. I think to varying levels, all three teams won that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I could, I completely agree with you. I think all teams definitely won this trade. Now, obviously, long-term, looking at the Celtics side of things, yeah, they got the picks. But, you know, 
KP, he last year, in my opinion, he played at all star level. He was finally mm-hmm. healthy, but you know, health is always an issue with KP. So that's sure. so you best believe that's always in the back of their mind, you know, health wise going forward. But I think I'm with you. I think all three won that trade in the short and long term. I mean, but looking at the Wizards, um, just like we were saying before, man, you know, just because you're rebuilding doesn't mean you have to be trash. They have they're a very intrigued, intriguing team. I mean, because you know, I'm gonna throw a couple players out there, and if they hit. Man, you're really good looking at this team that could definitely be a plan and really shorten this rebuild. Uh, one name is uh he's on an expiring contract, Denny Avia, which mm-hmm. now is a you know, before Jordan Poole came on, faced the franchise, obviously. Um, he's very intriguing because defensively, he's elite. You know, he he can he's just elite on the defensive end. Now, obviously, on the offensive end, you know, he needs to work on his shot, he needs to work on his left hand, and he needs to work on driving and finishing through contact. But I think that. You know, he's a very humble young guy, man. He's going to work sure. his tail off this offseason. I think you're going to might see a breakout season uh, from Denny Avia because a lot of people think I hate on Denny, man. I just don't. You know, I just I try to be realistic, but I, I'm a big fan of Denny Avia. But getting back to Tyus Jones, um, this is a very intriguing young team because Tyus, like you said, can be kept on the cheap. And the same thing goes for Denny. You know, he is a restricted free agent after this year. So, you know, if he, if he takes that step, and we're more competitive than we thought we were going to be, especially with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma being those scores on this team. You know, you could get two guys on the cheap, and that starts with Tyus Jones. So, now I'm very intrigued with this pickup, man. I'm a big fan of Tyus Jones just looking at his game. Obviously, um, he's not a well-known name as far as being out there, but mm-hmm. if you really look at his game, man, you, you see a lot of basketball IQ. Um, but I think what this trade really – and really, if you look at the market in NBA – uh, I think value changed. You know, this was a perimeter-driven league for a long time. But if you look at some of these trades and what people were able to get for them, all right, look at Rudy Gobert. How many first-round picks did he get? Now, I mean, that completely changed the market. Broke the system, yeah. Boom. And then if you look at Marcus Smart, the first, I mean, you know, you, you see a lot of second-round picks being traded. I mean, believe me, we own probably 80% of the second-round picks in the NBA. <laughs> but, you know, if you look at some of the names that are being traded for second-rounders, I mean, Bradley Bill, I mean, yeah, you can argue – Waited too long, you know. That's just, you know. Yeah, but, the Wizards were locked into that. I, I, yeah. th- that's the lesson there is no more no trade clauses. That would be the lesson there. They like they had to do what they had to do. And I, I, to your point again, I, I live in Virginia. I, outside of the Grizzlies, the Wizards are the team I follow the most. I've checked out Locked On Wizards a time or few. Um, <laughs> they, this front office is at least trying to move forward. Right. Like they've given up on saying, oh, our new big three is Porzingis, Kuzma and Beal. Like when you say that out loud, it sounds ridiculous to everyone except Tommy <laughs> Shepard. Right. Like it's ridiculous to everyone else, or at least it should be. So at least this new group is saying, OK, we're going to pay for the sins of the past, move forward. And I think that they're on a good direction. Again, you can still be rebuilding and make the play. in. That's one of the good things about the new structure of the NBA playoffs. Like, the Wizards are a rebuilding team. No one's going to pick them to win the NBA championship. No one's going to pick them to win a first-round series against the Bucs or the Sixers or, you know, the Heat, whoever it might be at the top of the Eastern Conference. But you can be fun and competitive, and the best time to be a fan, having been a Grizzlies fan that just experienced it, the best time to be a fan is when you are overachieving, when you are above expectations. People are going to say the Wizards are going to win 27 games next year. I would take the over and enjoy the ride as you do. Because even if they only win 37 games, they might be the 10 seed in the Eastern Conference. And if they're the 10 seed, that gives them a chance against the 7 seed, and you see what happens after that. 
Absolutely. And I mean, we were just talking about how the market changes and defense mm-hmm. is more valued now. You know, if you look at shooters, you know, you got Duncan Robinson in Miami. They're trying to un- offload him for a reason because yeah. defense is, is more valued now. So especially if you look at what Marcus Smart, what it took to attain him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm kind of sliding into a lot of our young guys because Denny Avia is a defensive guy. Same thing. If you look at Bilal Kulabali, defensive guy, and they're just waiting for their offensive game to kind of come around. And they're both young where it can come along. It just comes with proper work. But, you know, and again, you know, Coach Wes Unseld, you know, he's trying to implement a young system, but a defensive system, you know, to a right. young team. And the biggest thing that he got a lot of hate in D.C. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know, you know, a lot of people were ready for them to get fired. But, uh, you know, me and E, we both kind of raised this question. Mm-hmm. What would it look like if he could kind of if we could kind of build this, you know, this roster to fit his system? You know, how can he coach a young team? And he has that opportunity. So, again, you have a defensive minded coach. You got young guys on his team who can defend. Who can slash? Look, Denny and you know Bilak could both slash. So, man, I'm telling you, I'm very excited because Tyus it has the opportunity to be that floor general, and he got so many options as far as just. I, I, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say I think he can average seven to eight assists this season. Oh yeah, that's not even, and he'll do it on like 1.5 turnovers. Like his yeah. assist to turnover ratio, you will love how he protects the basketball because on a smaller scale to football, you know, people talk about football and turnovers being so significant in a game basketball there's just so many more possessions it's not quite as true but if you have eight turnovers in a game that stands out those are possessions that you lose in terms of scoring so with Tyus Jones on the floor you will have a couple extra chances a game to get Jordan Poole an open three or Kyle Kuzma a chance to score in isolation against a smaller big or a smaller wing that's trying to defend him your offensive efficiency is going to improve because you're simply going to get more chances to score because you will have more possessions because you won't be turning the ball over as much. Absolutely. So again, I'm very, very excited, man. I think this is a big pickup for the Washington Wizards. So before we uh, roll, um, looking forward, guys, uh, Saturday at 8 o'clock against the Indiana Pacers, the Washington Wizards' first summer league game. So this is going to be the first opportunity to see Bilal Koulibaly and to see how much of a step forward Johnny Davis and Quentin Jackson has taken this offseason. But um, before we roll, you have anything you want to plug real quick, man? Uh, just on Twitter, at Joe Molinax, myself and uh, my partner, DeMichael Cole, at DeMichael C. He's the Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, one of the main publications there in Memphis. We're locked on Grizzlies each and every day. Uh, free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like Locked On Wizards. And, you know, like I said, this is a team that I still follow, not as closely as the Grizzlies, obviously, but because of my geographic proximity, I live in the Richmond area now. Uh, I, I still follow the Wizards, keep up with them. And I really am, and hopefully Wizards fans feel this as well, there should be optimism because there's a direction now, right? And, and I'll connect it to the com- Commanders years ago, right? The, the formerly known as Redskins. Uh the hopelessness is in a lack of direction. Change happens. There's a direction. You know what's coming, but you have hope because there's nothing, something new occurring. And I think the Wizards are getting a chance to embrace that now themselves. And that's a good thing to see. Yes, sir. New era in the 202. And you heard it here first. Could they make the plan? We shall see. So again, the fight for the 10 seed. I, I, I would be happy to come on in March and, and gloat when they're, you know, a game or so out of the 10 seed. Got you, got you. So, again, man, appreciate your time. Definitely check out Joe Mullinax over Locked on Grizzlies. is a must-watch. Definitely check him out. So, thank you for making the Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Every day or Saturday, we are going to do a recap of the first summer league game for the Washington Wizards. So, definitely 
tuning in. And again, appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you coming on. It was it was, it was a fun time, man. Thanks for having me. Happy to do it. Yes, sir. Well, everybody, uh, definitely like, subscribe, comment below. Let, let us know what you guys think. And hail to the Wizards and peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.